And welcome to the Wednesday show, the only show I'll be doing from home for a couple of weeks as we were in, of course, Knoxville on Monday. No show yesterday as we got back late and figured Tuesday's show was basically going to be recaps of the two basketball games and why not just replay them for you all day long. We'll have some of the big moments here on the show, but yeah, that was a lot of drama on Monday. And of course, we had good stuff from the USF football radio show with Jeff Scott and Glenn Spencer and Kelvin Pinckney. All those, the two games and the football radio show, will be replaying throughout the course of the week. You'll have plenty of chances to hear them. Then we'll have new action for you on Friday night with the men's basketball team going up against Auburn at Amelie Arena. On this program, you're going to hear plenty of clips from yesterday's press conference that was great with Jeff Scott, but also with Timmy McLean and Dwayne Boyles as we get the new weekly game notes handed to us by Brian Segrist, the Sports Information Director for Football and plenty of other sports at USF. And on Tuesday, you couldn't help but flip to a page where basically the 16 names of fourth-year eligible players, including some that could have either gone to another school or maybe declared pro, are all coming back. And Boyles was one of them, and you'll hear what he says about that decision. Oh, by the way, Antonio Greer's coming back. It's a pretty good list of names that include the offensive linemen, Brad Cecil, Donovan Jennings, Demetrius Harris, Demontre Jacobs. Let's not forget about him. He's been doing great at right tackle. Also, Latrell Williams, Chris Carter. And then on defense, the linebackers, Boyles and Antonio Greer and Andrew Mims, Smoke Davis, Mikaela Point, safeties, Darian Grant, Rashawn Yates on the line. So good stuff. And you'll love what Timmy McLean had to say on a couple of fronts. But let's start off with the coach. And then in our second segment, we'll give you a little recap of what happened on Monday night from a highlight perspective. Still crazy what happened in both Knoxville and at the Yingling Center. There's also a war on I-4 in volleyball to preview for you tonight as well. But here are overall Jeff Scott's early impressions from his press conference about where the team is and what he's looking forward to in the last two games of the year. Biggest thing I told our guys, we turned the ball over four times. It's hard to beat anybody when you turn the ball over four times, uh, especially when you're t- playing one of the top teams in the country. Um, so that, that's an area that we've got to improve. Um, but uh, offensively, uh, better two weeks in a row, I think, playing a good third down, uh, doing some good things on third down uh, offense against two of the best teams we've played all year defensively. Uh, so that was good. And then, um, you know, defensively, we gave up, uh, you know, one big play in the passing game, which is a, a positive versus one of the most talented quarterbacks in, the, in our league and in the country. Uh, but again, just not quite consistent enough uh, when we needed to. So uh, a lot of good and uh, some bad that we got to correct. And uh, ultimately, we're still looking for that uh, four quarters of uh, to play to our standard. Uh, Tulane, I think they're very similar to us in a lot of ways. I think they're uh, better than their record uh, says. Um, hopefully, uh, people may think we uh, have a chance to be better than what our record says. I think they're definitely better than what their record uh, is right now. You really look at the last two weeks, uh, they played uh, extremely well, especially on defense. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, they went into to Central Florida and, and uh, held uh, UCF's offense uh, to 277 yards and 14 points on the road. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, I think, it gives their defense, Tulane's defense, a lot of confidence. Four-point game there, they had the ball uh, with a chance to go down to score at the very end. And then last week uh, against Tulsa, you know, Tulsa, uh, really good uh, offense and good defense. And uh, they had they were in a position right there. It's four seconds left for a 26-yard chip shot right in the middle to, to beat Tulsa. Um, and then, you know, ultimately Tulsa won in overtime. But they held Tulsa's offense to 382 yards, uh, which is pretty impressive. And, um, you know, so 
again, uh, we're, we're in a position, I think both, both of our teams are, are looking to finish the season strong. Uh, really a, a challenge that I gave our team on, on Monday is it's been five years uh, since our program has uh, finished with two consecutive wins to end the season. Uh, 2016 was the last time that, that our program has finished uh, the season with two consecutive wins. And uh, that's the opportunity that's in front of us uh, over the next 10 days. And uh, I think that would be a, a, a great uh, exclamation uh, point to really put, put on this uh, season of improvement and really give us a lot of momentum going into recruiting, going into the offseason, going in next year, also give our seniors that are leaving a way to leave on a positive note. But uh, you can't win your final two uh, if we don't win this one against Tulane. So all of our focus is in that. Uh, really encouraged. Uh, in my opinion, sometimes the Tuesday practice is a pretty good indication of where your guys are mentally. And, and uh, man, our guys, we got some guys battling some injuries, and they were all in there today going full speed. I was having to tell them, uh, whoa, not sick them today. Uh, so that was a good – I was had to kind of keep them separated. So uh, really encouraged by that. It's going to take a great uh, week of, of preparation. Uh, it's going to be an early start, uh, 11 a.m. their time, uh, early start. So we got to be ready right out the gate. Um, but uh, I'm excited about it. Our players are excited about it. And, um, you know, this is a, a big one for us to kind of what I've said. Like everybody feels internally and, and I think even on the outside that we're really making some strides and momentum. Well, we're going to find out this week because if we are, uh, this is a, a team that you should be able to go and, and play well and, and come away with a road victory. Uh, so really we're not going to kind of be able to hide behind the, the top 20 rankings or the number five team or all this. Uh, this is definitely a, a very capable team. Uh, but if we've been making the improvement that I feel like we have, uh, then you know we need to go and, and find a way to get a, a good road victory. You know, we're a morning practice team. Uh, our guys are in here anywhere between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. every morning. We're on the field at 9 a.m. So to me, it's actually a little bit more of a challenge for us when you practice in the morning all week and then you play a 7 o'clock kick. You know, so uh, whenever I saw that, I was excited. Uh, just for the record, I like all the road games to be noon kickoffs, and I like all the home games to be night night games. So that's just kind of how I look at it. So, uh, you know, I'm excited, and especially with us having a short week uh, for, for the next game, playing on Friday, it, it's important. Uh, I think it, it helps us get back, you know, before midnight where sometimes you play a road game and you're back at 4 a.m. and you've got to turn around and practice the next day. So, um, hey, whatever time we're supposed to kick off, we'll, we'll be ready. But typically our guys uh, wake up and kind of ready to go. And, and uh, as a coach, you're ready to wake up and, and go out there and go play. He also likes Black Friday games on the road at 3.30, if you missed that. That was the official game time announcement. So we know our final two air times of the year, this Saturday at noon and next Friday at 1.30. I will be on the air with women's basketball on Bulls Unlimited 2 both days, but you'll hear my voice pop in and out of both broadcasts. I just won't be part of either one of those live. I like what he had to say about the injured guys battling through, not wanting to check out. He got more into that. I think most of them have been... Uh, they, they've all been out there. I think Donovan, Batiste's been good. Uh, Weaver's kind of been where he's been the last couple of weeks. He wasn't 100% last week and can kind of go out there for a few plays, come back. So hopefully uh, a little bit of uh, time this week will get him back. But um, th those other guys have, have been good. And, and again, we're this late in the year, everybody's beat up. And uh, one, one thing I complimented our, our team on there at the end because it was a really physical day and really intense practice. I was really pleased by that. But I just made a point, man, I appreciate there's about 12 of you guys out here that got a lot of ailments. It's not an injury that keeps you out, but it's something that doesn't feel 100%. And uh, late in the year, it's easy just to say, you know what, I'm going to stand over here with the trainer on Tuesday, and I'll, I'll be back Wednesday and Thursday. 
and I'm sitting out there watching practice with all these guys that I know are, are banged up, and they're pushing. And I'm going, man, this is great to see. Like, this is so much further ahead than where we were in the past a year ago where everybody was wanting to get a yellow jersey and stand on the sidelines. Um, so you know, I'm really, really pleased. Uh, that, that's a mindset thing. That's not a, that's, that's not a uh, training room or anything. That's a, that's a mindset thing, and our, our guys – uh, have done a good job pushing through with that uh, so far. And one more from Coach Scott. That speaks to the mentality of the team. Again, not with the overall record you want, but still wanting to play for something. We just gave you a laundry list of players that are going to come back that you know, could go elsewhere and are not choosing to. That is overall a big deal. It's something we talk about, and, and they know, I think. And again, it's not just coaches talk, and people may get tired of hearing it, but I've lived it. I know 1,000% it's true. When guys are accountable off the field, and they're held accountable in the classroom, study hall, showing up, being where they're supposed to be, being on time, it becomes who you are, and it becomes a way of life, and it becomes a standard in your life. So you get on the field, you play discipline, you play with standards. But when you get away with that off the field, and maybe that's not as emphasized or guys don't buy into that, then if you're undisciplined off the field, it carries over to the field. So. I'm not taking credit for that as a coach. All I can do as a coach is, is present and explain it, but ultimately they have to decide to do that, and, and they have. And I think it's, it's helped us. Uh, again, we haven't got the wins we want, but I think the reason we have optimism is there's been a consistency week by week in the effort and not doing the stupid stuff that sometimes people do when they're having losing seasons. There's been a, a, a little bit of a foundation, I feel like, uh, being built. The best teams are teams that uh, take ownership of themselves, right? And um, you know, if, if you have to be the one always kind of going over stuff, then you're not going to be consistent because you can't be everywhere. These guys are in the locker room. Uh, they're out with each other, you know, whatever, on the weekends, whenever, you know, trying to figure out if, is it okay or do we need to leave, right? So they have to kind of police each other. And, and I've seen that. Again, I, I give a lot of a credit to, again, we hadn't had the record we want, but the, the way our guys show up each and every week, I think, is a reflection of the leadership of our bull council, leadership of the seniors, of those guys. Because I, I can present the message, but if those guys in the front row, if they don't buy into it, the guys behind them aren't going to buy into it. And so uh, I do think we're starting to see that, and that's why I hope whenever we do bring in some new guys, that we're bringing them into a, a locker room that – is uh, a lot further ahead uh, from a culture standpoint and, and uh, standard standpoint, work ethic, all attitude, mindset. And um, I think that's you know what's going to help us continue to, to move forward. And they will move forward into next season. And, man, I was a little stunned and very appreciatively so at how many people responded to my tweet as I was tweeting it out during the press conference to the news, if you will, of the returning players that I mentioned. Dwayne Boyles confirming his return. And then when I mentioned, you know, he and Greer and those four key offensive linemen and a couple of the safeties are all coming back, a lot of people got really encouraged. So not a small bit of news here. Here's a little medley of what Dwayne Boyles had to say about the team and his decision and why he made it. Um, just the guys, uh, myself and all the other guys, we have a lot of optimism about this team and where um, we see each other in the future. Um, it's a brotherhood, it's a real brotherhood, so we're not going to give up on each other at all. Uh, and that, that's mainly it, you know, even though we're losing, but like, we still got to push and push and push because at the end of the day, it's fun to, we're going to push through. That's what we believe. Uh, basically, I just, I want to win. I want to go out winning. Um, yeah, I had the chance to leave, but no, nah, like, this is where I want to be at. This is where I see myself. 
um, in the next year. Um, I want to bring all the other seniors back that came in with me, and we all just want to win. We see how passionate he is about us, and we also feel the same way towards him. You know, we want to make sure that he's winning too, and we're all just having fun. It means a lot, you know, because we all came in together. We all came in with that class of 2018. Also, some of the guys in 2017 that came in, um, we, we bonded so tight. Um, and when we met, it was like, it was no question. Like, it was just, hey, like, we know what we got to do, and we know what we want to do. And that was mainly it. And again, the responses I got on Twitter, basically the, the general theme was, man, I am very encouraged about next year. Maybe wasn't so much until hearing that news. And that's good stuff. Speaking of, Timmy McLean was awesome. And he spoke for quite a little while. I picked out a couple of exchanges here. First of all, with Joey Johnston on this overall arc that the Bulls are starting to improve and getting people's attention. We have national commentators and other people looking at your team and, and you and saying, you know, watch out, these guys are coming. Is that what you see too? Yeah, I see the same exact thing, you know, because we are rebuilding, you know, we are getting better each week, each week, you know, there's some stuff, there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning. I'm learning new stuff, so, you know, in the off season, I'll be able to, you know, check out the plays and just be able to auto play. So I'm still, I'm still learning the system, but, you know, we are getting better as an offense. You know, I'm communicating with Coach Weiss and Coach Scott about which plays I want. And, um, yeah, we just, we just got to keep getting better. Just got to keep, you know, just, we just got to keep getting better, really. So, yeah. Also about the improvement that he has undergone since his first appearance to now. And, not just him, but the whole team. Watching film, really, that's what, you know, I think my problem was at the beginning of the year. I wasn't really watching as much film as I was. Um, I still got to keep watching film. So it slowed down a little bit because, you know, um, I'm still in the game plan, you know, so just got to keep going over the game plan and just keep rehearsing it and just keep playing, really. Because, like, we progress as an offense, you know, not only me, but the whole offensive line, the receivers, you know, I got comfortable throwing the ball, you know, with all the windows closing in as fast. And, you know, I got comfortable running the ball. So, you know, just... I feel like I have gotten better as a player, and I feel like this offense and this team has gotten better, you know, over the course of the season. You know, we just got to keep working, and we just got to keep executing, really. So, and we got to get in there, and we got to just got to keep working in the off season. And then one more from Timmy McLean, and I was trying to ask a similar question. I just didn't know if I word it properly. Basically, how does he make the plays that he makes? And Joey did a good job of asking the question, and I thought the answer was great. When you're out there and, and there's there's rush, and you're bobbing and weaving, getting away from it, and still looking downfield. There's times when people think there's, there's no way the play's over. Like I think of the Houston game where it looked like you're almost out of bounds. He threw it and Chris Carter dove and caught it. And I think most people thought that play was over. Yeah. So what, what, what's going through your mind when you're just kind of trying to create something? And, and are, you, are, you, are you calm or is your mind racing? You know, my mind, you know, my mind does race. It's just, it races a lot when, you know, situations like that happen. You know, it's just, you know, I got to make a good decision. So that's why I'm trying to think of, like, what's the best decision what I can do to make the team, <clears throat> to make the team successful. So. You just like a like a kid in the playground running around. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just a little kid just running around, just sometimes trying to make something happen. And he'll try and do it against Tulane. We'll have more comments later on in the week about the Green Wave coming up next. A thumbnail version of what happened on Monday night with the two. Wild endings in basketball. One favored the Bulls, one did not. A little bit from the first Brian Gregory show that hopefully if you follow us on Twitter, at Bulls Unlimited, you knew was set to hit the air last night. We also have conference news at the end of the hour with Around the American. There is a conference volleyball match of note tonight over in Orlando. We'll touch on that, of course. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat.